0: This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith.
1: Greetings to you all, wherever you may reside. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. I have a conversation with In Flames and the Halo Effect guitarist, Nicholas Englin to share with you. Now, the catalyst for the conversation is due to the launch of the debut album from the Halo Effect Days of the loss, and yes, I have had a conversation with former In Flames members Peter Iwas and Daniel Svensson, who of course are also in the Halo Effect. That conversation was picked up by Blabbermouth. Do check that one out. I'd almost recommend checking out that conversation first before you listen to this one. But yeah, here now, so we're going to dive in after I make a few points. This is one of the more interesting conversations that I've conducted because. The flow is, as per regular listeners would appreciate, but there was a moment in the chat where it's not that I thought things were going to go awry, but you all know me well enough by now to know that I tend to ask the questions that other so-called journalists won't. And one of those questions is, is Nicholas still in In Flames? And you'll just have to stick around to hear what his response is. Before we get to the conversation, if you've tuned in via the podcast apps, I will be playing... A song for you. Lifted from the debut album from The Halo Effect, this one is called Feel What I Believe and once it's done we'll dive into the chat. For all you YouTubers, we're gonna dive into the chat right now. Let's go!
2: Hello, good mate. How's things? <laughs> all good. It's summer here in Sweden, which is rare. I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's winter here, and it's about as bloody cold as what your summers are. I think it's. Uh, I've been saying this a fair bit. People get sick of me talking about it. I think, but uh, we've had our coldest weather in decades, winter in decades, and uh, oh, we're all no. yeah. It's just been bullshit. It's been we've been getting some Antarctic winds or something, there's been something going on where we're getting the colder weather up from Antarctica, and uh, it's Ah. genuinely cold, mate, and we're not used to it, so when it gets down below sort of 12 degrees, we shiver. Whoa. You know? That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's it's weird. It's weird. It's been going down to sort of single digits in the tropics, Um, Mackay, places like Mackay and Serena, which is very odd, but, mate... Unless you're the Chinese government, we can't control the weather, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's
2: impossible.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I got to give you mad props before we even talk about your bands, just on your choice of t-shirt. Nice, well oh, done. Yeah, yeah.
2: I love this band. It's amazing band. Matt Pikes, for precedence. <laughs> a Have you spoken to him before? Have you met him? No, I never actually met him. I would love to meet Matt Pike and just uh, play guitar with him and just exchange riffs. That would rule the world.
1: He is a very nice fella. You know, that very deal. Yeah. Yeah. The real deal. He's just no bullshit, very honest. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to meet him. Well,. i think uh maybe you can talk to him about starting a band or something like that you know
0: <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's always an option right i mean especially if you're a fan of sleep that's killer you know dope smoke a yeah, great yeah. album man just one of the best uh, albums ever
2: yeah yeah yeah. It's so good
1: mm. hey look we're here to talk about uh the halo effect um, and if it's cool too, I want to have, ask a few questions about In Flames later on, but certainly the halo effect, that's the catalyst for our introduction. And yeah. uh, look, the, I think the album, so the album is called Days of the Lost, and I, and I feel as though it captures the essence of old school In Flames. And I've already spoken to some of the other members about this, and uh, I've, got to say, I've got sort of mixed responses from them about it, because I understand it's a brand new band and you're trying to do something new, which you are. But you're also bringing the spirit of the old into the new as well. If that makes sense, yeah. do, do you do you feel the same way?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, we are all part of this genre of Gothenburg of metal. We we, mm. we we were there in the early nineties, in the formative years, and uh, we didn't know it would be exploded throughout the world later on. But we were all there, a part of it, and I think. Uh, what we do with the, the halo effect is uh, what we've always done since 1989, 90 up to now. So, I mean, we're just being ourselves, being us as a musician and as human beings. And what you hear is on, on the album is very honest. It's from the heart. It's, very, it's full of glory. Uh, you, um, full of love and passion for what we do. And mm. I, I don't think we could do it in, in another way this is the most honest way we can do it. So just be ourselves, play what we always played along the way, I think.
1: What was there, because you're, you're obviously the guitarist, so you're responsible for a lot of the riffs and the ideas. Yeah. How, do you, how do you separate what you contribute toward the halo effect opposed to inflamed?
2: I mean, as I said previously, uh, we are all part of this Gothenburg death metal movement. And this is the way we're playing the music. And this is the way we play our instruments. And we are just being ourselves. And uh, we just wanted to make music together again. And uh, Mm. this is the result of that. I mean, the first song we ever wrote together when we just started out was a song called Gateways, which is on the album. And we were lit on the first meetings we were a little bit keen on what kind of music should we play should we go progressive should we go rush with this or should we just be no just go with it and we just did the gateway song which start out really mellow really like a haunting creepy vibe with the guitars and then of course the melody sticks in and then into the big thick chorus all right guys here it is here's the pathway here's the This is the way we should go. So this album is full, as I said, uh, full of love and passion, and also a lot of not overthink stuff. If it's Mm. a good riff or a good song idea, just stick to it and have fun with it. As with Mm. Sleep, those guys must be jamming a lot. This is a good Mm. vibe. I like this groove. Yeah, let's stick to it. That's what I get the feeling of when I listen to Sleep or High on Fire other Matt Pates, fantastic
1: yeah. bands. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, you talked about the kinship that you all have together and effectively four of the band's members are either in or were in Inflames and then you've got the singer from Dark Tranquility. So to your point, the pedigree of, from the band as far as the Gothenburg scene is concerned, there's none better. Yeah. It's 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 all there. But... Do you feel as though this is, is the intention for this band to be an ongoing concern? Like, will there be a follow-up album or are you just taking it one album at a time and then just seeing what people's response is?
2: No, no, no. This is a band. This is a full-on band. And we're already hard at work with new music. We got like uh, seven to eight, uh, no, ten more new songs in the can. We are rehearsing, we are doing this full-on.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Hey, how's, um, how's Jesper's
2: health these days? Uh, it's an uh, ongoing battle. It is. Uh, I it have his demons to fight with. Uh, we're with him in this fight. Uh, we are supportive and it's all about love. He's in the band and he's a band member. But it's from day to day. I think, yeah. but mostly, mostly way better than it has been.
1: It's very sad to be quite honest with you. And there is a lot of love out there for Jesper, given his his pedigree, yes. his heritage in the scene, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I mean, he's been fighting this now for the better part of ten to fifteen years, hasn't he? So it's a hell of a a battle that he's in the middle of.
2: Yeah, it's a bit, Yeah, it's uh, it's full on support and love and. Uh, He's uh, he's in a better place now today than he has been like for, as you mentioned. Uh, So he'll play, uh, he will be on stage for us as much as he can do it, feel strong about it. Mm. No pressure from us. It has to feel good for him.
1: Is it a situation uh, where, where I know you've already played a few shows? Congratulations on the show that certainly was. Was it Hellstock or Bloodstock? Sorry, one of the European festivals. Oh, it was uh,
2: Sweden Rock. Sweden Rock. is yeah, Rock. Swing.
1: Yeah. It looked great. It sounded great, mate. It was all there. Um, yeah, thank you. So, so you just just with Jesper in mind, you'd obviously be getting some interest from other parts of Europe. North America and possibly even down here in Australia for touring. So is yeah, there a situation yeah. where, where you would just take care of all of the guitar parts yourself if you had to go on tour? Because I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Jesper's up for touring. So have you thought about how you tackle that?
2: Yeah, we had some ideas behind that. It's nothing I can talk about right here and now. We are, we are, we are solving them. But the, the, the main thing, the main goal is to have Jesper on board as much as he can do, and he feels strong about it. And then if he he can't make it somehow, we we support him and we we are with him all the way. And uh, we will find solutions to that because we are, uh, this is a collective of friends. This is just a Gothenburg scene, uh, death metal. And we, 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 we are among friends here, as it was back in the 90s, early 90s. And we solve things in a positive way.
1: Yeah, that's a lovely way of putting it. Actually, yeah, that's what it strikes yeah. me about. It strikes me that, regardless of if there was a good deal with Nuclear Blast or otherwise, you'd be doing this anyway. Does that sound about right? Excuse me. Can you take it again? If even if there was no record label involved, you guys would be doing this anyway. In other words, you're doing this purely yeah, 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 for yeah. the love of it.
2: Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, we had to do it. I mean, uh, Daniel and Peter was asking me quite some time, Uh, if we could have a jam, if we could make some music, just have a weekend jam. Uh, But I was busy touring and I was busy with the projects and stuff. And then Michael and I always meet up and talk about albums, festivals, uh, gigs, and of course, Sleep and Paul Bearer, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Matt Pike again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great band. And we bonded over those kind of bands, me and Michael, on a train from Stockholm to Gothenburg. After a few (laughs) years. Why don't we try out to write some music together? Yeah, like we did back in the 90s. Yeah, just go for it. And then we kind of left off. And then two years later on, we gathered for a meeting to actually talk about this in a serious way. And then it was like, yeah, let's call the wizard up. Let's call Jesper to see if he's up for it. And he was, and it's just been since that way. We didn't think of a label or, 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 or uh, sitting talking to you here re- right now, we, we were just there for the meeting, rehearsal and writing music and just have that chemistry again. Mm. That was important.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Did did you end up trying out anything really radically different with your guitar lines across Days of the Lost?
2: Of course, you always try to push yourself within every recordings, but here it was more a matter of getting everything right. Everything has to have its own place, I think. And uh, as we all are in this band, we are suckers for melodies and uh, especially Swedish folk music melodies combined with this death metal to make it heavy. Mm. But I think the recording overall, when we recorded, for example, the guitars, we wanted to be humanly recorded not moved into grid by pro tools yeah let's send this file to this guy who will put it into grid and that no 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 no. Mm. we gotta play it as tight as we possible can and then leave it at that because we 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 know how to play the guitar we got the blueprints you know immediately when you hear yes we're playing guitar and and that was the process of recording actually and that's I think makes this album uh, friendly listening to. You want to hear the album again because it's not a chunk of chocolate cake and a cream on top. You're like, oh, you take a bite, yeah, it's good. Four <laughs> songs and then you, I need a breather because the production yeah. is so in your face. So true. And I, yeah, and I, and I really, <clears throat> and I really like that way of recording, of recording because then you get, I want to hear this again. Because there's a lot of air into it and you can hear bass, drums, guitars and uh, vocals and uh, the, the sounds, keyboard sounds on top of it. Mm. It's very clear, mixed by, uh, recorded by Oscar Nilsson at Create Studios and mixed by uh, Jens Bogren.
1: Nice. yeah. Jens, yeah. You must be pretty familiar with Jens by now because you've worked with him a
2: fair bit, haven't you? Uh, yeah, uh, Michael had worked with him in the past. I've never done that, uh, <clears throat> so that, as I mentioned, <clears throat> within the recording to keep it uh, to keep it human, we want that throughout the mix as well. And Jens understood immediately what we were after with the sound. Mm. So when he sent us the text, uh, the, the test mix at first, or like three or four songs, it's like all right, you have nailed it. And then we went up to Jens and hang out for a day, and it's just it, it was there. It was just all right. It's done. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. It was there. All right. Yeah, you captured a great sound. Thank um, you. How's, you, look, don't answer these questions if you don't want. I'm just, I'm a journo, so I tend to ask a lot of it, try to ask intriguing questions. <laughs> but, but how's your health these days, mate? And you're good to tour. Is that correct? You're good to tour if a big opportunity came up? Me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 of yeah. course. Wasn't there some issue where you couldn't do with Inflames for a period of time because of some health complications?
2: Um, I passed on that, my friend.
1: Okay, that's fine. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Um, don't have to do answer the questions. Yeah. I'll never pry. No, I'll never pry. i just ask the question and then, and then but, but does that, does it mean that long-term, are you, are you still a, a member of Inflames?
2: Passed on that as well.
1: Fair enough. Thank
2: Fair you. Andrew. Enough.
1: Did you did you join in flames just after Horacle was recorded, or were you around for Horacle?
2: Uh, I was a touring session member back then, uh, touring the, the the Horacle cycle, uh, and then I started Gardenia, and, and Bjorn went into playing guitar. Mm. Yeah.
1: Did you did you end up writing or contributing any of the tunes that made it onto Colony? Nope, I didn't. Gotcha. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I I'm a Gardenian fan, I've got to tell you. I love 2 Feet Stand. Um <laughs> oh, thank you. It's thank going you. back some time now, but uh it was one of the first Swedish bands like when I really started get I got into In Flames of course when I started to branch out and I didn't know about your association back then. There wasn't really the internet like it is now. So you sort of pick up no, albums because no. it's got an interesting album cover or what have you, or you like the yeah. sound of it when you listen to it for 30 seconds. But yeah. you, do you get a lot of questions through interviews like the one we're conducting now? Do you get a lot of questions about Gardenian and your time in that group?
2: Yeah, I, I do because it's a part of the of the history of uh, Gothenburg Death Metal, for sure, That band and uh, that's something that I carry with me because I wrote music within Gardenian, me and Jim and Tim and Hoka, and it was formative years for us uh, where we find our sound and style of writing and rehearsed a lot back then, a lot and uh, yeah those albums are close to my heart actually, it's a good album we always, when we meet each other, we just, ah, oh, we should do another one. Yes, we should do that. All right, talk to you soon. Bye bye.
1: <laughs> like that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, it still stands up. The yeah, Gardini it stuff, it, it still sounds yeah. vital. It sounds important. It's not just a band that I think if people, you know, trip over it, you know, they're on Encyclopedia Battalion Italian or what have you, and they go into your name and they go into all the bands that you've been associated with, Angle, yeah. this sort of thing. But Gardini is, is one of the bands that I think has been buried in time that if people paid attention to the group, it might actually, you might actually find that there's some interest to say play some shows again, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we did some interesting stuff. We didn't know what we did, uh, what we were, what we were doing. Actually, back then, we just felt we just follow our gut and heart and just go with it. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you for the fine words about Gardenian. Yeah, it still holds up.
1: Mm, yeah, I would have in a parallel dimension if Gardenian never happened given your strength as a songwriter based on the Gardenian stuff, yeah, it would have been yeah. very interesting to hear your contributions to Horacle and Colony because I rate those two albums as two of the best heavy metal albums ever written and I, and I think yeah. your contributions would have only made them stronger which is
2: really saying oh. something. Thank you, thank you, that's a compliment.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I talked to to Peter and um, da- Daniel in some detail about some of those albums there, and um, because you're a Swede, you're a bit like the Australians, and uh, in that you're a bit, um, you know, you don't like sort of singing your own praises is the best way to describe it. But yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's richly deserved based on the strength of those albums and the fact that almost all metalcore has its genesis in those yeah. albums in some respect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so with um, "Days of the Lost," where would you rate this? Given the amount of recordings that you've been a part of over the years, do you reckon this is one of the most important albums that you've been a part of?
2: Whoa, whoa! <coughs> I never tend to think like that. Uh, if I would start to think like that, I would get, oh, God, I gotta do this now, oh, <laughs> like that, get cramps. Uh, maybe it is. But to me, uh, writing an album, recording an album uh, properly, uh, I'm so into it. I'm so 100% into it. And I, every album is a story in itself. And uh, I just did an album with my doom band, We Sell the Dead, Mm -hmm. uh, previously called Black Sleep. And that album, I wanted to, it's recorded with childhood friends. And I wanted to keep it 70s, Rainbow, Black Sabbath, Nazareth. Yeah, and stuff like that. So I was heavily into that kind of genre and that kind of music. How did I get these tunes? How did I get that tone out of the guitar? How is it made? You know, all this nerdy stuff, which I really love doing. And different amps, different stomp boxes. And that, that goes for this album as well. How can we make this happen? How can we make this album fly? And I take every album recording very seriously. Maybe I take it as my last album (laughs) ever. You know, I I have to have my mindset into it and be Mm. in in this bubble of we're going to do this, we're going to reach that vision and goal with this album. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry for getting deep here, but uh, that's the way I have to look at stuff. I mean, Mm. I can't do... Because you put so much time and energy into making an album, uh, whether it's death metal, folk music or whatever, 70s rock. It needs to come from the heart. It needs to be sincere and it needs to be played and recorded with tons of love. Otherwise, mm. it wouldn't hit home. Uh, that's so important to me. I, I, I can't just go in and make, oh, it's an album. Yeah, yeah and then you don't feel for it. Then you put this six months or 12 months behind it. Ah, now that's hit and miss. <clears throat> you have to put your heart and soul behind it.
1: I agree. I agree. And uh, there's, as, a, as a musician myself and yeah. as, a, as a long-term musical appreciator, I think I'm at a point where I can tell when someone's heart's in it or not. And yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's too metal is too difficult to fake plenty of albums have come out that have been garbage um i'm on record with the metallica stuff i I simply don't know why they keep going and doing what they're doing um because it's just they've lost it and you, you can hear it have you actually talking about another band that's lost lost it complete tangent red hot chili peppers have you heard some of their recent material their live stuff
2: Uh, No, I haven't heard anything since uh, California Cation, which is an amazing album. I love the melodies, the melancholic throughout the album, but uh, not, uh, no, I haven't.
1: Oh my God, check out what, just check out, I hate to judge a book by, well, make a a judgment on their looks, but they look like shit these days. They they honestly look like as though they've just been paroled from prison, these guys. They look terrible. They look like, to be honest, they look like junkies. And I know know they basically Ah. are former junkies, but they actually look like it these days and they're playing. As I say, as a musician, I've played with people before where you can tell that they've lost it. You know what I'm talking about. You play with some old mates, what have you, and they just have lost the feeling, lost the touch. Listening to some of that Red Hot Chili Peppers stuff recently on YouTube, it was terrible.
2: Yeah. But on the flip side to that coin, let's go back to Matt Pike and Sleep. Uh, I saw Sleep for the first time like two years ago. And I've been a huge fan of his music. And it was so cool. He was so into playing guitar and he was maneuvering all his boxes himself. Mm. You know, Bear this Van Halen attitude, I want to play my guitar and I'm going to make it loud. We're going to make this gig happening together with the audience and the band. It was just so good and i love that attitude just the love of playing music and being on the move all the time doing stuff making new songs be interested and be inspired i think is a very important word to feel inspired and that's what that's i I just love that kind of music and matt pike again
1: yeah, I think Matt Pike is more special in in his little toe than the entire Red Hot Chili Peppers have ever been across their entire career. To be honest with you, Matt Pike is just a very special human being. Yeah, we're we're both clearly members of the Matt Pike Appreciation Society, but for bloody good yes. reason. Yes, yes, very. He is, he is. Believe me, he's. I've had an off the record conversation with him before, and uh, he yeah. is. He is definitely he's a real human being, that one there, like there's no bullshit about him at all as a person. Like, I know know we're talking, he's a musician and he plays guitar beautifully and he's just got that gnarly sound Mm. and his vocal and all the rest of it. But as a person too, he's just the sort of bloke you'd be glad to call your friend, I think.
2: Oh, perfectly. I would love to meet him someday. I hope I do. I hope it happens for you.
1: Yeah, no, you know, I mean, Yeah. yeah. Hey, is there any, are there any, is there any aspect of the album, say Days of the Lost, that you wish people would ask you a question about, but we haven't, us journalists haven't?
2: I think you nailed it, or I talked about it. I really like the production of the album and the way we recorded the album, as I said earlier, to keep it human. This mm. is the way we play and not not uh, overproduced uh, keep it here is the guitar is the bass drums vocals and here's the song and Mm. and i think the key that i want to come across is that people want to hear the album again without getting tired of the production that's uh that's really good
1: yeah no i agree that's there's ever since i'll blame metallica for that again with death magnetic and that bloody awful production on there that just about every Mainstream metal band seemed to copy thereafter and it just sucked the life out of all of the songs And (laughs) because that album is virtually (laughs) unlistenable at this point and then bands went and copied it. It was was a very interesting situation there. But to your point, yeah, I can hear, I wear Apple AirPods, clearly, and uh, I can hear everything that's going on on that album. I think it's, the only issue I think you guys are going to have is topping this album, the next one. I think that is going to be a huge challenge for you, to be quite frank. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. That's a Good compliment to have. I like yeah, it. it is a compliment, but it's a—it's still something that's got to be addressed, I suppose, at some point because you know you got all this fire and energy for for days of the that, that comes across on days of the loss, and however you follow it up. But you guys can do it. Jeez, I mean, you're a part of a bloody band that released Horacle and Colony, not to mention the Jester Race and many of the other albums that the other guys have been yeah, associated yeah. with, and that you've been associated with as well. So. Yeah. So, mate. Yeah. Well. Well. Good luck with it all. Thanks for the conversation. I uh, hope to see you Thank down here. Thank you, me.
2: Andrew, for the interview. Thanks a
1: lot. Pleasure, mate. Catch ya. Catch <laughs> Bye, see ya. Bye. There he is, ladies and gents. Nicholas Engelin from the Swedish outfit, the Halo Effect. And is he still in In Flames? Who knows? He didn't answer the question, did he? So we can only speculate. If you like that chat. There are many more just like it over at scarsandguitars.com And if you like listening to the podcast, maybe you'll like reading my book. Click on the link in the banner. It'll take you to a marketplace. All the usual ones such as Google, Apple, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Angus & Robertson. You can download a sample from any one of those vendors. And if you do complete the purchase because you like what you're reading, please do hit me up because I want to thank you personally. On that note, I've got some more things to tell you about the book, but before I do, I'm gonna bid you a fond farewell. My name's Andrew Mackay Smith, and I'm the host of the Scars and Guitars Podcast series. It's
0: goodbye until next time. This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars Podcast with Andrew McKay Smith.
1: I've been the host of the Scars and Guitars Podcast since 2017. The first musician I interviewed for the show was David Vincent from Morbid Angel and things have just snowballed from there. In all, I've posted almost 650 podcast episodes featuring conversations with many of the leading lights of rock, heavy metal and beyond. It just got to a point where I thought, I need to write a book about all this, so that's exactly what I did. In Scars and Guitars Volume 1, you'll read a heap of deep reveals and commentary, such as Des Fafara talking about Coal Chamber and why the band will never return.
0: You know, if you're a, a band just starting out, you need to hear me.
1: Do not start a band with partners. Ever. Yeah, wise words there. Uh, sage advice, mate, for anybody. Don't no, like. ever, because I, I
0: can't go do Cold Chamber right now unless I get others involved.
1: Phil Anselmo talks about the episode in his career, which gives him the greatest sense of accomplishment. I think the staying power of the, the fans and the
0: staying power of the, I, of the songs, you know, whether it's Pantera, Down, or Superjoint, the fans remember the songs.
1: Alex Skolnick from Testament confirms that yes, playing the guitar in Ozzy's band is anything but an ordinary gig. Will Silenos from Demu Ball write a book? Pa from Sabaton gives advice to people who want to start a band. Look at the team around you, look at the bandmates. If uh, if the guys want to be on the stage, then it's all cool. If the guys want to be backstage, then it's not going to be cool. Current and former members of Cradle of Filth discuss the band's seminal 90s material. Read about the reaction to George Lynch and Mark from Suicide Silence's comments when they throw shade at then-president Donald Trump. We have this... Idiotic
2: monster! You know this egotistical, self-aggrandizing, complete piece of shit in there. I, I, I just, I just can't understand how we've gotten to this place.
1: And yeah, we kicked a hornet's nest with sepultura. Percussive Overlord Gene Hoagland talks about recording with Chuck Schuldiner.
0: Chuck was always, um, you know, he was he was very, you know, very open-minded, and and he was into. Having his his musicians that were playing with him just reach out for, for the best stuff that they had.
1: Phil Campbell from Motorhead discusses what it takes to get sober. John Five answers his critics who dismiss his tenure with Marilyn Manson.
0: You know, my name is John Five and Manson gave me that name and um, I had some of the best years of my life in that band and, and learned a lot.
1: And we get the lowdown on Trey Zagtoth from those who would know, including... His mother. All across Scars and Guitars Volume 1, there are moments of tension, relief, tragedy, exhilaration, and throughout it all, you'll obtain insight that I believe no one else has managed to obtain from many of your favourite artists. So treat yourself. Scars and Guitars Volume 1 is currently available as an ebook with a print edition on the horizon. Follow the links attached and download a sample. I'm sure you'll
2: be compelled to read the whole book.